This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 25 minutes after 3 o'clock, we continue our focus on the Rwanda genocide, the commemorations taking place today. We're in conversation next with uh, our foreign affairs editor, Sophie Mukwena, who's now joining us on the line and joining us from uh, Kigali. Um, Sophie, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Speak to us about the commemorations that have been taking place and also President Paul Kagame's reflection on how far the country has come since 1994. Well, as you are aware, today it was a day to reflect and uh, a very few uh, uh, event, uh, people attended an event here. It wasn't a massive one because the big one is next year when uh, they will be commemorating three decades since the uh, genocide. And therefore, uh, you had people who were relating stories in terms of how they survived. And you can see how people are emotional because there was this one guy who was talking about uh, how he was able to survive. A very uh, young person, he's got uh, doctorates now. He came to South Africa to study, but uh, the environment was not conducive. Then he went to South Korea. He spoke about how his family was affected. He lost his brother, he lost his relatives. He lost uh, the sister. So it was quite emotional. But turning to uh, President Paul Kagame's speech, as you know, the opening uh, remarks were very, very, very hard. Uh, he spoke about uh, the role of uh, people who are continuing to spread the hate speech. And he sent a very strong message. He did send a strong message saying that you can run, but you cannot hide from the truth. Yes, the truth, but we know what he is capable of. uh, And we know that uh, he's a well-trained soldier. That was a clear message because you still have people who left the country who are still uh, fighting the current uh, government in terms of... uh, Uh, trying to wrestle power, even though uh, they are not able to do it, but you still have people who are mobilizing outside the country. The second strong statement, that's when he spoke about uh, the international community, saying that uh, you, uh, when we needed help, the world turned its back on us. We are on our own. We were then on our own. Powerful uh, message to the international community. And perhaps the other issue, him saying that uh, uh, the, the issue of hate speech must be fought on all fronts and challenging the young people particularly to ensure that uh, they don't allow those who want to use them to continue to uh, preach hate speech. So he also touched on um, knowing that, of course, there have been conversations that have been taking place around his two decades as president of Rwanda. And as you've said now, touched a bit on it, and that is the political environment in Rwanda, where some opposition are saying, opposition members are saying that this is a dictator that you are dealing with. And I remember that even South Africa had a fallout with Rwanda when some um, senior um, uh, uh, Rwanda officials were killed here in South Africa. And the accusation was that there is uh, missions that were deployed by Rwanda itself, killing these people here in South Africa. 
Well, I asked him that question at the press conference on Tuesday in terms of uh, him uh, staying in power, but issues of succession. And he was very clear that uh, they are discussing the issue of succession within the uh, party, and they did that uh, weekend during the Congress. But you can hear from the tone, particularly today, when he spoke about achievements and what still needs to be done, uh, you could analyze or you could hear that he was saying, you are saying I must go. Who is going to continue the struggle of rebuilding and uh, ensuring that we don't experience what we experienced in 1994? Here I'm talking about, I think, as a, a journalist, him saying, do you have that capacity to lead the military and, and the fight? Should there be people who want to do what they did in 1994. So, you know, he's a man of few words, but very powerful as a, a speech that he delivered, sending a message that for now he is going to stay put. And quickly again on uh, diplomatic relations, now focusing on the UAE and uh, South Africa. Today there was a press briefing by the Minister of Justice and Correctional Services, Ronald Lamula, on the extradition application of the Gupta brothers, which was now, we know, concluded on the 13th of February, and South Africa didn't know about it. And the minister again protesting today, saying that not the, the diplomatic channels were not being followed, and South Africa was not being informed that the judge is making a deliberation on this application. Well, I am not surprised, uh, Aldrin. Uh, we have been doing this story. From day one, the United Arab Emirates, the authorities, they were reluctant to uh, help South Africa after South Africa evoked this uh, uh, treaty. But uh, it was clear then, I remember it was the international uh, conference of uh, uh, the international uh, security, Interpol, and I did ask the officials from the United Arab Emirates, because they are part of the Interpol, you could hear that they were not willing to, 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 to implement this extradition uh, treaty. And therefore, now that the courts or a court has decided that South Africa didn't comply or the extradition request doesn't comply, I'm not surprised on technical grounds. Clearly, they were not willing from day one, and it did cause a strain uh, between South Africa and the United Arab Emirates. You'd recall that the president, I think it was last year, even went to the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. And all of us, we knew that behind the scenes, this issue is likely to come up. And there was hope that uh, after that visit, there will be movements. Unfortunately, it didn't. And therefore, clearly, it's going to strain their relations because this is a huge, huge embarrassment to South Africa. Thank you so much for your time. Sophie Mukwena, SABC News Foreign Editor, joining us from Rwanda in Kigali. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, no, it's Kigali, which is in Rwanda. Thank you so much for your time.